question. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and gave us billosity. As today, once again, we dip a toe into the wonderful sea show and we take a look at the 13th of November 2004 episode of Velocity. As always, I am Dave and as always joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag, but... Coming back to the show because he cannot get enough of the sea show is the one and only host of the Apron Bump podcast. You'll know him as the hardest part of the rink. I know him as my mate Ad. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. He, he took my velocity line, but yes, probably always <laughs> excited. Always excited. How is it? How is everything over the pond? Oh, it's are we are we well? A little less strapped down than you guys are, I think. But you know, it's still it's. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We've um yeah, this there. the the start of this week. You can now see people again. Um, you can have either six people in a garden or two households. Um, so a lot of people are not toilet. able. Right. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, you you have to piss behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. A lot of people can now obviously go and see their friends and family again and stuff. So, mm. yeah, things are on there. We're this way at the minute, but there's every chance we, in a couple of weeks, we'll be straight back going down so, again and we'll be in lockdown for Christmas. <laughs> so, in my mind, as an American, my, my image is just a bunch of the London guards wearing the beef eater hats, just walking around, just shooting people if they, they walk out of the house. That's absolutely what it is. Okay, so it's accurate. 100%. I guess I'm culture. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So let's get everyone up to speed. We are, it's the 30th of November. We're 24 hours away from Survivor Series 2004. But in the world of the sea show, we've had some major news over the last couple of weeks. 11 WWE superstars have been released along the lines of Billy Gunn, A Train, Rodney Mack, Jazz, a plethora of jobbers and mid card nonsense have gone. Effing chat. On the flip side, we have got Viscera, who's returned to Raw. Maria Kanellis has made a debut. Uh, Mohammed Hassan and Davari have delivered a vignette. Oh, no. Oh, no. Thoughts on uh, Mohammed Hassan and Davari while we're here? Hard. Man, I mean, you can't... Re- the only thing that really sticks in my mind is the, the last we saw of them, which is the, the terrible circumstances and the timing of that angle with The Undertaker. So it's just like, man, what could have been with him? He had so much heat, which is something. Ah, it could have been amazing. So valuable, and, and yeah. Megastar. Yeah. It was something that something that me and Mike discussed on, on uh, when we looked at the build up to Survivor Series, um, where the promos they were delivered in the Kurt Angle '99 debut promo way, right. where the words that I use are the words that a face would use, but the the smarminess and the smugginess of how I deliver him instantly makes me think you're a cunt. Right. Yeah, and that, you know, it being yeah. less than three years after 9-11, even though he's Italian, wasn't he? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. It- Italian, Italian-Canadian, <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely as Arab as, as, Arab as me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it was, it could have been too soon, maybe, maybe not, but 
Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tonight's commentators, as usual, Big Josh Matthews on it on his this is still baffles me that he says this on the back of appearing in the main event of SmackDown two weeks in a row. I don't remember. remember and his commentary partner this evening, the wonderful Velocity himself, Bill Demott, who the I've watched many a Bill Velocity. Many a Bill Velocity. And not once as he had me in stitches that he did this night. Especially on the tag match with the Bashers and the Jobbers, but we'll get to that in a bit. Big Josh Matthews hard to get you up to speed. He is running with JBL and Booker and uh, the Juice in the main event of SmackDown right now. Right. He's a big deal. I saw the recap. I Like I said, I don't remember that at all happening. But it was good to see Josh get the rub. That main event rub that he deserves. <laughs> he doesn't deserve because he's second place in Tough Enough. The reason why he's there is because we are in Tough Enough month. And we are trying to make you believe that the stars of Tough Enough are the stupid stars, yeah, the stupid stars of tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so obviously on Raw, Maven's fucking running roughshod over everyone. He beat Batista. Where he deserves to be. He, be. he does deserve to be there, but me and Mike are very biased when it comes to Maven. Right. He's our little diamond in a there, rough. There was a very um, small movement. There was a very small window of time when Maven had a lot of success, and otherwise it was just. Yes, we are, we are in that small That's window because of Tough Enough. Yep. And over on SmackDown, they're thinking, well, we've got it. Who have we got from Tough Enough that we can put over and say, look, Tough Enough stars move on and they're amazing. Josh Matthews. Yeah. That's, man, I, I've never tied that together as far as why Maven got pushed at this point, but that, that's a really good point. But yeah, even see, I mean, we'll get to it later, I guess, and maybe if, because they, they recapped their little segment on SmackDown, but there were a few guys in that, that class that went on to be pretty big stars, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just realised that's why Jackie's getting that storyline with Don Marino. Absolutely, she's getting TV time because tough enough. Mm, yeah. I mean. But on the flip side, Linda Miles was one of the uh, people that they released at the start of November. So he's like, yeah, tough enough matters. And Nidia as well. She got released. Mm. So yeah, tough enough matters, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that, that first name. Was it Linda Miles? Is that what her name was? Yeah, she was Shaniqua, oh. who was the Basham's um, dominatrix. Right, that was like my only bullet point in the Basham's match was, where is Shaniqua? Well, they is fucked off. Goodbye. <laughs> I guess that's my answer. <laughs> now, straight off the bat, the audio for this upload is horrendous. Horrendous. Because I like to always splice in a few audio clips and stuff like that. I'm going to try my best at the post-production side, but the audio, on I had to have it full volume, and I was still struggling, yeah. and there's a lot of tss. So, sorry, but also, thank you very I'm much, as always. My no, no, no. But thank you, as always, to the internet gods for delivering us this upload of Velocity, right. because WWE Network still don't care. <laughs> it's not on the cock, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not on the cock. But what is on the cock is the BLM movement. Because <laughs> the cock are getting fucking rid of that. Now, I have a question for you. H. Three inches um, past is 12 erect. That was another question. Are you familiar with the song Pretty Green Eyes? Uh, Maybe. Sing it for me a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Our opening contest is Kenzo Suzuki. You should have kept that version of the song. He would have gotten over with that. <laughs> with his theme tune. Uh, 
going up against Don't Call Me Thurman, Hardcore Holly. Um, now, Kenzo is currently one half of your SmackDown reigning tag team champions. And his, his tag team partner is also on tonight's episode. But do they come out together? So a bit of tag team unity? Do or they do bollocks? They tag match? <laughs> do they bollocks? Who's booking Velocity? Thought Teddy Long was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, one of the many, many, many lines of the night for me was Big Josh. He said, welcome to the show that's more real than Ashley Simpson's singing ability. Topical. That was good, right? I don't, you know, I'm sure that was a thing. I think that's dated even back then, right? <laughs> I'm sure five 12 year old girls popped for that. <laughs> and Bill Demar goes, Ashley, who? And then we get like 30 seconds of yes. dead air. <laughs> it's, jo- jo- it's like Josh turns his mic off, looks at Bill, and goes, I'm trying to stay fucking relevant, you dickhead. You're making me look like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know who she is. It was just on my notes. with Bill DeMott on the eve of Survivor Series. Ashley, who? Uh, Josh, he gives his opinion on Bob and DeMott. He rips him uh, because he's had two main events in a row. He's like, who the fuck do you think you are now? Because you've had two main events in a row on SmackDown. I'm like, I'm sorry, Mr. DeMott. That's two more fucking main events than you have. Yeah, it's more success than Hugh Morris ever saw. To be fair, Bob did title shot at Rumble. His main of fucking vent is hardcore Ollie at the minute. Yeah. Definitely up a mid-card. Bart plugs on his eyes. <laughs> he needs to be now. His tag partner's gone. That's it. Billy Gunn's gone. What, what more is hardcore Ollie going to do? He's going to have to start taking over the SmackDown mid-card. <laughs> well, this is shortly after he, he fought JBL, right? In that, that, that street fight in the UK where he brought out a cricket bat. So he's red hot. Oh, it's absolutely you give it five years when he gets fucking big tribal tattoo and then he's red hot hardcore yeah, he <laughs> we need him back is that before or after he slices his back on the table oh that, that was a gnarly gash that was I always remember that that was yeah. a, that was that with Rob Van Damme in ECW yes yeah yeah, yeah that was a nasty nasty Brutal. gash so the match itself then um, Bob he plays up to the crowd before they lock up um, Holly with a knockdown, but Kenzo fires back with a hip toss. We get a slam from Holly and a lovely chop before talk- taking Kenzo down into a rest hold. Now, 30 seconds in, not even that, and we're straight away into let's hold you in your neck, let's work out what the fuck we're going to do. Yeah, that's... This is hardcore Holly fucking out. It's also yeah, Kenzo Suzuki. It should be... I'd- I can appreciate a rest hold when you're five minutes in, even with a short match like this, two or three minutes in to work out the next sequence. But we are literally 30 seconds in. We've had a lock-up into the corner, a chop onto Kenzo, into the, onto the mat, get round your neck. So I can rate. So this is next bit, you fucking Japanese cunt. <laughs> Do you think that's what he said, though? <laughs> that's it. That's exactly how a hardcore Hollywood have said. That's not me, by the way. I love sushi. Right. Right, uh, but that's exactly what hardcore Hollywood have said. <laughs> Do you think the, ner- the dialogue in the ring was Roger Rabbit, these goddamn Japs? taking over <laughs> but i will say though those chops even though there wasn't a lot of things done those chops i mean his ah oh, kenzo's, kenzo's chest has always been stiff yeah the beef. commentators loved it as well because they they they, they, they uh, the guys in the truck must have got the word and they kept zooming in on his chest like, what else redder and redder stuff? and redder as the match went on yeah love it though love it make his return at Survivor Series as the fourth and final member of Eddie Guerrero's classic Survivor Series team. 
I'm going on record saying that was your voice on the phone. It was John Cena. Josh Matthews, fourth member of Eddie Guerrero's team. Uh, Josh Matthews informs us that John Cena will be returning at Survivor Series. Uh, this is the st- the stabbing storyline. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, because you had to film the Marine. No, Michael, he got stabbed in a nightclub by Jesus. <laughs> God damn it, Jesus. Yeah, what a... God, God damn Jesus. God Jesus. <laughs> On Easter weekend of all weekends. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Yeah, what is it? wasn't Jesus literally just brought in to stab John Cena and then he left? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah he stuck with Carlio and then when they realised he couldn't do anything, it was Jesus reminded... Well, I tell you who reminded me of Jesus. lead detective. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you remember when um, TJ Will Tyson Kidd had Jackson Andrews? Yes. Yeah. That reminded me so much of Jesus. I was yeah. like, "Oh, you're here because you're big." <laughs> oh wait, you can't do anything. Let's just. <laughs> yeah. Or like when they brought in that uh, Sid. What did they call him, Batista? From well, hey, you'll be careful with Sid. <laughs> Sid was a god, right? Um, what did they call him, Batista from Wish? Mason Ryan. Mm, yes. They were like, oh, look at you. You like the Ico Pro. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Luther. Right. Hey, you leave the big dog alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come up with them dudders. <laughs> um, more stiff shots by Bob Holly over in the corner. Um, and a- another lovely chop. It made a beautiful sound. I mean, that just added to the mm. one earlier. And that chest, it's going to sting for hours. Hours on end. Um, we get an elbow to a running in Kenzo as Kenzo comes charging in. Um, Holly goes up though, up to the fucking top. Hol- hardcore Holly, cruise away. Diving special, right? <laughs> cruise it, th- Thurman the fucking two hundred five line. <laughs> graceful. No one more graceful from the top rope than Hardcore Holly. <laughs> it was terrible. It was, like he slipped, slipped and fell as he came down. That clothesline looked if I went on top of my door sill right there and jumped off. That was as graceful as it looked. <laughs> Uh, we get a, a suplex from Kenzo that gets a two count back into a rest hold as uh, Josh and Bill they talk more Cena and mention how we found out that Jesus was in the nightclub on the night of the attack and uh, what I like to refer to them as the banter boys mm. uh, they say where were you that night I was with you were we in that club no we weren't we were down the street <laughs> banter <laughs> it was so funny it's, it's, this show is like it's like what AEW Dark is now. It's like people tune in to, to listen to the commentary because nobody's like vetting them. There's no no one listening to these guys. So it's like they have free range to do whatever they want. So they're like, so that's it. Just go wild. Yeah. Just go absolutely wild. Like, um, are you are you familiar with are you familiar with Botchamania? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wait for Botchamania, wait for Matthew to sit and watch uh, Dark, and then he just uploads yeah, the best Taz bits. Because that, I don't need to sit through an hour, uh, 165 jobber matches. I don't need to see that. All, all the all, same match. All, <laughs> <laughs> all I need is Matthew to look at the best bits, post it on Botchamania. I'm like, ah, oh, Taz, bless you. <laughs> That's a good idea. I must have bless that. him. <laughs> We get a back suplex from Hardcore, and both men are down as Hiroki. She looks all worried. The camera zooms in on her. She's like, <laughs> Wait, what is Hiroko like? <laughs> oh, okay. Just want to make sure I got that. Um, Holly he catches Kenzo with a couple of clotheslines and then hits what I like to refer to as the best dropkick in professional wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Discuss. Love it. Love it. It did not get much height on it but it's, it's just it's it. the boof it's the impact right it's just, and it's the the, it's the, the, 
it's the, the it's the, the flip that Holly managed to do as well. It's mm-hmm. oh, he's perfected that over years. Right. And no matter how much of a twat he is, um, uh, <laughs> he's just no matter what gimmick that's that drop kick. Oh, one of the best. Probably still figured out one a way to make best. it make it stiff as hell. <laughs> so the finish of the match uh, we get a small package from Holly that gets a very close two count and then Kenzo replies with a clothesline and then Kenzo seems to like call for a choke slam. he's like wants to goozle uh, but Bill then asks a very important question because Josh brings up if Kenzo is the is the bronze warrior he says so if he's the bronze warrior why has Hiroki got a white face and like do you know something Bill that makes fucking sense he's got a point He's got a very good point. Very good point. And then as he, as he finishes saying that, Kenzo sends Hardcore, sternum first, Bret Hart style, into the turnbuckle. Yeah. But Hardcore does not sell a thing as Kenzo then walks into a big Alabama slam. One, two, three. And Hardcore ain't losing to no Jap on Velocity. <laughs> so Suzuki's the bronze warrior. Yes. Then why does Hiroko have that face paint on? Because that's white. That's not bronze. Why the white face? What are we hiding here? Hello? I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I know that Kenzo Suzuki just got the Alabama slam and has just been beaten by hardcore. Do you think that's going to be edited out of Peacock, the the, the white face comment? <laughs> if not, I'll be offended. I'll write, a, I'll write a sternly worded letter if that is not edited out of the comment. But he makes a very good point. Why she not got a bronze face, face covering? Yeah. It's too close to blackface. Keep face face covering fucking coronavirus. After <laughs> <laughs> looking like gold dust. So what did you make to our opening match? It was solid. It was a match that happened. Um, yeah, like you said, a lot of rest holds. Um, out Kenzo really all he did was headlocks. I think he hit a stun gun at some point for a near fall. Um, a couple good false finishes in this match, but all in all, it was it was a fine match for for a Kenzo Suzuki match. As good as one could be, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was okay. Two Maven at most. Two Maven. <laughs> yeah. Two Maven. That small yeah. package. Everyone looked confused after it was a two. Yeah. It's like they don't, I don't even if they do Kenzo knew he was supposed to kick out or not. Well he's Japanese. The language barrier is <laughs> yeah. It's always well, if he, if he was supposed to kick out uh, sorry, if he wasn't supposed to kick out, Hardcore Holly, we know, will kick fuck out of him backstage. Mm, yeah. <laughs> battering. Battering. And that's not even because he's Japanese. Because he's a person. Yeah. <laughs> There's only a few months before he just batters Daniel Pewter in the Royal Rumble, so... Oh, mate, I oh, cannot yes. fucking wait for that's that. Great. That's some great shit right there. <laughs> cannot wait. Eddie, I'm... Benoit, Hardcore Holly. We've already said we are going to do an hour episode just on that segment on <laughs> Rewinding. Just keep re- replaying yeah. chop after chop. I'll take the electric chair instead, thanks. <laughs> Up next, highlights from Smack of the Down as it's the male diva search bollocks as we found out who gets eliminated from Tough Enough. And it's the Tory sex uh, test where she's going to, well, which Tough Enough's got the biggest dick? Who's Tough Enough? Um, but it's just a big ruse. As Mae Young comes out, and some of them get into it, some of them are like, it's Mae Young, and I remember Rumble in 2000, I've seen them fake titties. <laughs> um, yeah, very strange time is, is tough enough. It, well, it's the very strange time at the minute with WWE and their obsession with the reality TV format. 
because tough enough up to this point was away from it was his own entity. Now it's now we've got down to the finalists. It's on TV week after week after week after week on the back of the the not divas doing the diva search on Raw week after week after week after week. That Vince is obsessed with the two thousands reality TV shtick. Mm-hmm. It keeps going with NXT. Yeah. Was uh, was tough enough still on MTV at this point, or was it just a WWE thing? Just WWE now. Yeah, I, I think this was it. Once this they was mo- the first just WWE because mm. it was million dollar baby, right? Million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I- minus taxes and expenses and medical bills ah, right, 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 and, right. and gear, <laughs> medical from getting chopped in my hardcore medical holiday. bills. Yeah. Ico Pro. <laughs> just good nutrition. Lots of milk. <laughs> as as we look at Ryback in there in this bunch of people, weird scene in where yeah. There's a few there's a few people that that we notice throughout the uh, well even before the the finals. This was the tournament the, the competition that also featured um the the gentleman that were going to become the boogeyman. Oh really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, he got eliminated because he was too old. Yeah, at the heats. Um, it, they showed on episode of SmackDown. They showed the heats. Um, they were at a beach and they had to do various, like just aerobics trials and wrestling trials, etc. And then they had to do promos and stuff. And they called a old boogeyman into the ring, and they said, "How old are you?" He goes, 30. <laughs> he goes, "Tell us the truth." He goes, further And he goes, "Read your driving license." <laughs> I do remember that. Now. He goes. I, I'm 39 years old. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. If, if that happened now, though, because, like, look at the guys they have now. They're all in their upper 30s, low 40s. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. seen. It's it's one of them weird ones, isn't it? Because when you're starting out, like, a lot of people used to shit on Batista because he was, like, in his mid-30s, early, th- early 40s, maybe, when he started out wrestling. Yeah. Where a lot of people are like, ah, oh, well, you're too old you're or whatever. Yeah, it was, I could have a I'm a real American. No, you're not. Um, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, I'm a lying bastard. I'm a real Yorkshireman. <laughs> Doesn't have a ring. He by gum. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we. Uh, it's it's one of them where you're, you're seeing if you're starting out in wrestling and if you're in your late 30s, your early 40s, you're seeing his eyes over the hill, he's going to be shit. Uh, but Batista showed that it was possible. Right. Yeah, DDP as well. Absolute, absolute. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Great example, great example. Where if you flip it to the women, look at like modern day Mickey James and that. She's in her early forties, and Vince is like, ah, she's fucked, <laughs> agged, agged. She is one little crow's feet. So Toss her in the bin. <laughs> That's it. Um, we moving on then. We get our Monster.com moment of the week, which is a clip from SmackDown of Taz defending, standing up to Michael uh, for Michael Cole against Heidenreich. Um, and then obviously the lights go out, and then Undertaker's there, and Taz sits back down and goes back to commentary. And Cole doesn't even thank him. We will we mention this on our, on our uh, on the Build to Survivor series. Where was Taz when Heidenreich was slipping Michael Cole the? Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't then. There was it was like after it took him ten minutes to go. Oh well, I bet I'm a bit worried. I best go and see. And we had one tag match, one tag match with no commentary, and then Taz come back and he went, Ah, I can't find him. No, he tried. What do you want him to do? Look at look all night. He's job to do. Yeah. He didn't do a hard hey, enough job. Maybe Michael Cole liked it. Maybe he didn't want to interrupt. They were having a romantic <laughs> time. Okay. Don't kink shame Michael Cole. <laughs> Up next, what I like to call the real main event.
go, tag team action here on Velocity. Slam Shady and Russell Simpson. Isn't that the guy who owns Def Comedy Jam? That's Russell Simmons. Well, who's the other guy? Slam Shady. That's the guy from Detroit? No, that's Eminem. Who the hell is in this match with Doug and Danny Batch? The banter boys are all over this oh, shit. Love it. And like, I, this has got to be for me the first time that Bill DeMott has ever made me actually laugh. Not just snigger, not just inside laugh, actually go <laughs> as I'm watching this. Uh, it is those wank bald bastards, Doug and Danny, the Bashams, going up against Russell Simpson and Slam Shady. What a name. Man, I wonder how he couldn't get over with that Please name. Please stand up. <laughs> That's almost Husky Harris bad. Now, who are our jobbers? Slam Shady. Now, we've seen him before back in April. Um, he was on uh, Sunday Night Heat in a losing effort to Rosie. And then he pops up again in 2005, um, teaming with Jared Steele, losing to your reigning at the time, SmackDown Tag Champions, Animal and Heidenreich. <laughs> Now, according to social media posts after a quick internet Facebook search, Slam Shady is currently being advertised on the independent circuit as former WCW and WWE superstar Slam Shady. Now, I've looked hard on the internet wrestling database all over the place. I cannot find, if it exists, well, the internet doesn't know, but he's never been in WCW. And he's certainly not a WWE superstar. But... He still does wrestle in 2020-21 as Slam Shady and his gimmick attire, close your eyes, that oh, if I want you to picture, Farouk Asad. <laughs> okay. Minus the helmet. Yeah, get rid of the helmet. Mm -hmm. But the gimmick, the, the, the bright baby blue um, armour, I think is that what you want to call it? Right. Um, that is Slam Shady in 2020-21. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not going to go look that up. I have no interest in watching that <laughs> at all, but that's a fun fact. <laughs> now, his tag team partner on the band, Russell Simpson, um, he had quite the lengthy-ish career with OVW, which was WWE's development territory, and also with the WWE. Um, he appeared in various heat velocity matches over the next couple of years. Um, he also wrestled as in a gimmick called Psycho Simpson, where he was dressed as a resident of a mental asylum. Imagine Eugene, but psycho. So nails. Okay. Nails, Heal but Eugene. nails, but shitloads more Ico Pro. Okay, so Kane. The, not a little bit less Ico Pro. Okay, okay, a little <laughs> dial it back. You went too far. You went too far. <laughs> now, for me, the opening segment of the match with the commentators. This is for me where the fun begins. Build him up. Ain't that the guy that runs Def Jam Comedy? Josh, that's Russell Simmons. Bill, who's that guy? Josh, Russell Simpson. Bill, who's the other guy? Josh, Slam Shady. Bill, that's the guy from Detroit. Josh, that's Eminem. Bill, who's the hell's in this match with Doug and Danny Basham? <laughs> <laughs> that gentleman is banter. Love it. Bill carries on. What did this kid do to his mother to be named Slam? Josh, she knew he was going to be a wrestler. Bill, so why did your mum call you Josh? Because you're a wrestler. I'm not a wrestler. Yeah, you are. Banter. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you did you note the the Heidenreich line? Because they, they were they were uh comment they were piping up I guess Heidenreich versus Undertaker, 
And Bill was like, or no, Josh was like, what, who in their right mind would ask for a match with The Undertaker? And Bill was like, because he rolls like that, dog. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> God. It was brilliant. A bit further on, uh, we had a segment where Josh, he turned to Bill and went, oh, Bill, you've lost it. He went, I've found it. Josh went, you've lost something. He goes, now, Russell Simmons. Josh goes, Simpson. He goes, that's Jessica Simpson. He goes, Ashley's sister. Uh, and then he goes, we roll like that, dog. Bring him with, bringing it with the Bashams on Velocity. <laughs> See, it all ties together. It's all a narrative. You know, they start with Ashley Simpson, and then it keeps on going throughout the show. Um, so what did you overall think to the match? It was, there wasn't much going on. There was a lot of Bashams in the corner working over various jobbers. Like, we got a hot tag to Slam Shady at one point, And he even did a, yeah. yeah, to the crowd. He ran wild for a second. But it was all the Bashams beating on. For me, the, the moment of the match was the flapjack into the double kip-up by the yeah, Bashams. Yes. What a moment. And the double head wobble. <laughs> <laughs> Two D-Lo Browns over there. Um, what we need to do, H, is we need to introduce you to a UK TV programme called Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisp. Oh, no. Where the main lead, it's a, it's a very... Um, Looks like Basham. I don't know if this works or the, if this, un, this makes sense. Uh, it it crosses uh, the pondness. Mm -hmm. Translates what I'd call council trash, like trailer trash. Right, yes, trailer trash. Like, yeah, a load of trailer trash, young 20s. Uh, they drink, they smoke, they fuck, uh, but they're, they're very funny at the same time. It's, it's like, a, it's very comedy show. Imagine Friends, but like not as funny yeah. and a bit more drinking and smoking and stuff like that. Gotcha. And a bit more swearing and a lot of shagging. A lot more swearing. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Well, the I'll send you some links. The main lead is a guy called Will Meller, and he is bang same as Doug Basham in the face. They look the bang identical. Are you sure he's not the same person? No, because one he's got a lot more hair. Maybe he grew hair. And he's English. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, he might be a really good accent. Oh, it's a really good impersonation. To be fair, have you ever heard Danny Basham speak? No. So maybe he's English. Who knows? And um, and Gaz, who's who's the two pints of lager, Doug Basham, and he has a very simpleton uh, brother. <laughs> He's a very, uh, imagine Eugene. Yeah, imagine Eugene, but like a heroin addict. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. that's that's Munch. So that is Danny Basham. So I need to send you, I need, I'll send you some links over. Okay. And for those watching, I'll be posting pictures all over and you'll go, oh yeah, he does. Because that's exactly what we did when we when Mike said, he looks like Will Meller. And I Googled it and I went, oh, fucking hell he does it. <laughs> I believe I said that at Judgment Day. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Find it on our main feed. <laughs> God. What's your guy's favourite Basham? Uh, Danny. Yeah? Uh, Doug. Well... <laughs> they both look the same to me. I love. I think that's the best thing. Where in development, in developmental, they thought, right, we need a tag team that we're going to portray as brothers, but we need them to look the same. And they looked around the roster and thought, nobody looks the same. What about if we shave his head and we shave his head? Right. They're the same. Same, same. The, it's the, it's the, it's the Phil, Phil and Grant Mitchell effect in EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you put two bald guys together. We hey, look, that's look it. I was <laughs> I was eleven years old at the time, and I never for once even gave a second thought to them being brothers. I, I believed it full heartedly. Like they're both. I bald. think everyone did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, everyone did. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, they they, they look the believable. same. 
Absolutely, because they're bold. Yeah. <laughs> it works. They're bold and they wear the same outfit. Right. It's, yeah, see, Mike could be. Mike, Mike is probably the third Basham, right? <laughs> big, big bastard Basham. <laughs> oh, you could be bo- Boozy Basham. There it is. There it is. Big Boozy Basham. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the finish of the match. Um, Danny hits a fucking beautiful Albert bomb. Is that, that must yeah. be a throwback to the release of A-Train. That must be a call. That's, Albert, uh, we miss you, bro. Albert Bomb. Tribute. Gets the one, two, three. But then Vince McMahon's fa- favourite gimmick, tag team dissension, yeah, because the referee, he raises Doug's hand. And Danny's like, I'm the one that got he the fucking pin. Oh, it's not his fault. Yeah, it's like, what are they fucking arguing about? Yeah, they won the match. Yeah. <laughs> this was the... Best the Bashams have looked in a long time. The... Yeah, but we've not seen them in a long time. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> any, any, did the Bashams stick out in your memory at all? Apart from, apart from the cabinet in JBL, because that's the only thing that I remembered before this. So you can't mention the cabinet. Anything before or after, I'll allow. Does anything stick out? Literally, the only thing I remember about them, I, I even forgot they were in the cabinet. I only remember them. I remember the Dominatrix gimmick with Shaniqua. That is what I think of when I think of the Bashams. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Doug and Danny, you're not fucking doing well up at Pond, are you? <laughs> uh. Absolutely brilliant. Um, especially when back on, right at the start, where Shaniqua had a boob job. Oh, and there was that is hilarious. <laughs> After JBL yeah. clothesline of tits off. Right, so uh, JBL clothesline her. She went away for a couple of weeks. She come back, she had a boob job. <laughs> Literally. And you had backstage segments where, like, Dougie and Danny were going, mm. <laughs> over the seats. <laughs> Up next, we get highlights from SmackDown, Big Show versus Kurt Angle, with all their Survivor Series teammates surrounding the ring. Uh, this ends with a, a Big Show beatdown, which then leads to Big Show turning up at Survivor Series. We've had love to hear your opinion on this, H. Um, with tape on his poorly ankle, on his injured ankle, Around his boot. Outside it. So not around not around his foot and then into the boot. On the outside of the boot, they taped up his poly ankle. And this was at Survivor Series? They did this? Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series. He, he hobbled to the ring with tape around. Now, for me, I'm not a doctor, but I'd like to think all you're doing is squeezing the boot onto that injured ankle. I guess it would serve the same purpose. I mean, I mean, obviously they're doing it for the, the aesthetic reason, but like, I don't know, maybe Big Show just doesn't like his little hairsies on his ankle getting ripped off from the tape. Um, <laughs> that's the only explanation I could think of that would make sense. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, make it, sense. It, it, it makes, makes about sense. as much sense as him getting tranquilized and then, uh, what do you get, butt-fucked in wow. the ring? What, what happened after that? I forget. Well, you got, you got a haircut. Oh, yes, that's right. That's what happened to me. That's right. I always I get those two things confused. My, Michael Michael used to have glowing, flowing locks of hair to about oh, there. But that's my elbow. He got tranquilized and then, um, yeah. By, by Kurt Angle as well? No, yeah. no, no. By by strangers in a pub. Oh, man. <laughs> Even worse. So that's just like a normal Saturday night for you guys, right, in Sheffield? Well, there is that. There is that. It was. <laughs> Moving on, then, we get a um, the Slam of the Week, which is brought to you by the Juice Box which is a MP3 video audio player. Um, are you familiar with with the 
iPad of the 2004. I can't, I can't say that I am. I, I was watching this. I was like, man, I wonder if they still sell these. They kind of, I kind of want. Yes, they do. they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Because we've seen this advert before. So I went straight. I went straight to Google, and yes, you can for about 50 quid. Um, and I don't know if you can buy the cartridges. It comes with a couple of cartridges, um, like a best of roar of, of selection of something and images of divas, I think. Um, but if you can still purchase the cartridges, you can definitely still purchase the player. Really? Yeah, I was disappointed. I thought you were about to reach and just grab one and show it to the player. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the player! Blast! <laughs> um, up next, Michael, straight away, Fifi Watch. That's a nice... She's got a nice collar on this one. <laughs> so, Rene Dupree's um, manager, I don't know if that's what you want to call it, is a dog, and it's never the same dog. And we have a Fifi scale of whether they want to be there or whether they do not fucking want to be there. And for me, this Fifi did not want to be there. Did not so want it, to be there. It was there. about as eager as the dogs in the uh, Al Snow versus Boss Man match. Ah, oh, mate. No, they were oh, eager, to, eager for something. Yeah. Oh, eager yeah. to shit and shag. That's all them dogs wanted <laughs> hey. to do. They did not want to bite anybody. I can relate. As it is time... For Velocity's, oh, sorry, Velocity's main event. It is Rene Dupree with Fifi going up against 24 hours before he faces JBL for the WWE Championship, Booker T. You dirty jobber on Velocity. <laughs> I thought that was really crazy, man. Like like you said, the main event of a major pay-per-view and he's just here just putzing around with Rene Dupree. Yeah. yeah, I always remember... I just remember back in, it was 2000, like June of 2000, because the Euro football championships were going on. And I was away on holiday and we was in a caravan watching back when you could watch Sunday Night Heat on Channel 4 in England. And the main event of Sunday Night Heat was Hardcore Holly going up against Triple H. Really? Because they'd had a backstage segment and Holly had called him a cunt. Triple H called him a cunt. And they were like, do you want to fake? And all right then. And the main event of Sunday Night Heat was Triple H on Hardcore Holly. I was like, that's so many H's. That was... H-H-H versus H-H. Too many H's. All you needed was Hulk Hogan to retweet that match and just put H-H. Exactly. Put on a little preparation H beforehand, and then you're good. You're set. Um, the Banter Boys, uh, they discuss what, well, what Josh Matthews calls sign guy, sign guy, and Bill calls, oh, the guy with the red hat. And I'm like, my nose. I went, oh, it's that red hat guy. I'm like, I'm with Bill. <laughs> I miss sign guy. Whatever happened to him? COVID. Fuck him. Yeah. Can't be Isolation. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, the Banter Boys. They discussed the upcoming Armageddon press conference and Josh mentions how the boss Vince McMahon is going to be there. And Bill says, what makes you think he's the boss? It's pretty self-explanatory there, uh, there, Bill. Banter! <laughs> uh, and then Bill brings up a very valid point about Josh hating on Booker T. He says, I remember when Booker T moved over to SmackDown in the draft and he was giving it the big one about how he's the best superstar of full-on heel mode and Josh hated him, ripped on him. Now all of a sudden, he's your tag team partner, your best mates. I'm like, that is just, that's wrestling in a question, yeah. that Bill. I just shut, and I sure wish we could all answer. Shows that Josh Matthews is just a dick. Josh just shut down. He didn't know how to respond. He was like, God damn it. I have, I have nothing to say there. That's it. He's like, mm, 
Uh, so the match itself then, we get like every match in this entire episode, lock up, into the corner, time for some punches. Mm-hmm. That is the go-to. It must be the same agent that's booking all the matches. And that's his yeah. go-to start of the match. Lock up, into the corner, somebody powers out. Works every time. Works every time. Booker looked good <laughs> in the beginning, time. though. Booker was, was hot at this point, And the crowd seemed on maybe his canned crowd noise but he, the crowd seemed to be loving the, the early parts of this match absolutely oh, yeah. absolutely big star yeah exactly on a sea yeah. show especially to get that crowd reaction well when when they started trading hammerlocks at the start and then they go into the corner book with a big chop and like i said it could have been canned it could have been real but there's a big cheer on the back of the chop but again that's the third move of doom of tonight's agent into the corner lock up into the corner chop <laughs> also i think there is at least one flapjack in every one of these matches as well. Yep. Yes, yep. yes, and a suplex, mm-hmm. and a suplex. This time, suplex is from Booker T, and then he motions for six. And then the banter boys are at it again. Because Bill says, well, it wouldn't be six, it'd be five WCW and one WWF. <laughs> and then Josh goes, yeah, but you've only got five fingers on one hand anyway. Banter! <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue as much as six time. But... <laughs> that five-time WCW, one-time WWE yeah, yeah. championship sucker! Six, six, six times. And, that, and then you're just altering Flair's record by default as well. Yes, of course. <laughs> Flair comes out, I'm the 17 time! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It takes him a half hour to say it. <laughs> Um, we get a kick from Booker, and that's puts Brene down, and a sidewalk slam gets a two count. Uh, Brene, he holds onto the ropes, but then a big clothesline. It was the great fake. is like, and boom, and a great clothesline over, and Brene Dupree salt this like a god. Mm. It was down, back up, the poof, uh, straight back down again. That's what I want from my job of selling. Stiff yes. as a board. Absolutely. That's how the French do it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Build him up. He then mentions that he got... I don't know if you guys heard this because it was straight and they forgot about it. That I've just got a text message. Did he? I think I missed that part. And then Josh doesn't absolutely no-sells it and just carries on to the next line. He's like, they don't bring it up again. I just got a text message. I wonder if Booker T will be in this kind of control over... I've got a text message. Anyway, a hammerlock corner chop. (laughs) I think they're just absolutely no sells it. They were having so much fun out there. Bill probably forgot they were on TV and he had a job to do. So he's like, I just oh look, I got a text message. (laughs) Pick up somebody's pussy from some ring rat. Um, Booker T is in control again and hits another chop, uh, but then he ducks down and receives a kick and a clothesline. Uh, Renee in the corner with more shots. So many shots in the corner. Every match. Shots in the corner. Shots in the corner. Velocity loves the corner. He runs into a big right hand from Booker T. He makes the lovely don't be slapping those five sound. <laughs> Beautiful sound. Um, Booker with a super kick um, and then Renee uh, well he hits it to Renee's belly and it's the Michael Cole of I don't think he got all of that <laughs> Did, yeah didn't even get all the air <laughs> blew him over though it was so fast uh, Booker though he misses another kick and hangs himself on a top rope now unless you're wearing a cup I've always said in that say, that that spot mm-hmm. it, it, how's he make it not hurt it just hurts <laughs> you just gotta take yeah, it you just hate hey. Smash your balls on this real quick. We'll There's a reason I'm six foot four and don't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finish of the match. 
Uh, Rene Dupree, he chokes Booker on the second rope, but Booker fights back and they trade shots. It's what I like to call the velocity without fans where they go the, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, but there's no one there. Right. <laughs> like wrestling in coronavirus. Right. <laughs> there's nobody there. Um, Dupre, he then hits the French tickle, but he misses the diving headbutt. He always does that. He does the tickle perfect, but then always misses that headbutt. Why did he stop doing the knee? Because the, the more the effect than Chris Benoit. Oh, the, Boom! He, he does the tickler perfect, you say? Well, what, what is your criteria when you grade a French tickler? Uh, uh, as long as it's, it's the grace. The it's the ding, ding, ding. Uh, it's in the bounce. Yeah, yeah, it's the bounce. Yeah. That's actually it's, a good point. Uh, it's, it's in the fluidity of the heel-to-heel-to-heel motion. Right. And the arrogance on his face. The more arrogance... He, I can smell that arrogance. Mm. And we're not talking about Rick Martel. Um, <laughs> and I can... <laughs> I can smell the arrogance from René Dupree. Uh, it's, it's beautiful to see. Beautiful to see. But, like I said, it doesn't work for him. Uh, we get a flapjack from Booker T. A big sidekick gets a two. The bookend from Booker T leads him to do the uh, into the spinner Rooney, and then the, 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 the setup kick. for the worst finisher, the deadliest kick in the world. Because I'll go, uh, uh, yeah. as Booker gets the one, two, three in the main event Dude, of Billosity. You mock that? How dare you? It's that kick is powered up by the spinner Rooney, so he hits the spinner Rooney. He charges up so that that kick is so powerful to the gut. Is that like when John Cena started doing that back elbow? Yes, yes, it's all the same. It's all the same science. They're they're professionals, okay? You you know. I apologize. How dare you? That Booker T's stupid fucking kick is an actual fucking. Ooh, I'm dead. I apologize. I, I hold my hands up now. I'm wrong. Not many times I'm wrong, and when I am, I usually edit it out, so I'm never wrong. I, see. I know the feeling. <laughs> kick to the midsection by Booker T. But this was like the most, but yes. the most Booker T finish that you could possibly have to end. Absolutely, bookend, spinnerini, scissors kick. And you weren't going to have the number one contender lose on the sea show to Rene Dupree. To Dupree. Which is funny though, because I think I brought this up last time I was on the show. But these guys fought for the U.S. title a few months ago, yeah. right? At Great American yeah. Bash, yeah. and they're they're pretty much on the same level at that point. So it's funny how just a few months go by, and now they're on completely different planes. Yeah. Yeah, Smackdown, Smackdown went through like a six-week period of having like four mid-carders. Cena, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Randy Dupree. Mm -hmm. And week after week after week, we had tag, triple threat, fatal four-way, tag again. And at the pay-per-view, the two kind of best-looking ones from the last four weeks had a match for, some, for, the, for the US title. Mm -hmm. And then we went back to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, but now, obviously, Cena, he's moved on with Carlito. We've got this weird mid-card on SmackDown. They thought, well, we're going to fucking do all with these then. And they thought, well, you know the French guy and that Japanese guy that looks like that Nakamura kid? We'll make <laughs> them tag champions. And Booker T, he's going to the main event. And it's, it's yeah, Cena, SmackDown. Cena, we're going to him off and get stabbed. Yeah, Cena's getting stabbed by Jesus. Uh, but yeah, SmackDown mid-card's very, very strange at the minute. And like I said at the start, it really annoyed me that you've got both your tag champions that are both coming out on the same show. Not one of them thinks about coming out with the other one. There's no, no tag team unity whatsoever. No. But anyway, what did you think to the main event? What a match. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You got, got, got all the, <laughs> yeah, fucking got, got all the highlights. Like I said, you got the Booker T, all of his best hits. Rene Dupree, even he, everyone just wants to see the French tickler from Rene Dupree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like Taz on SmackDown, he loves absolutely it. Absolutely adores, <laughs> yes. adores I do the that. tickle. I remember that. Every time he comes out, he goes, "He's France. He's okay. I love him. <laughs> the tickle. I'm a French guy. I'm a French man." <laughs> he loves it so loves it but gentlemen that has been the 13th of November Velocity uh, Survivor Series is round the corner has this got you hyped? no no, <laughs> no <laughs> well, it's funny though because Survivor Series 03 and 05 are like two of my favorite shows of all time but 04 I don't really remember a lot about it really other than I kind of maybe the main event a little bit Coming into doing this review, um, the only thing I ever remember about 04 was the main event, was Randy and his team controlling Raw for the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember anything else that uh, was involved in the, in the storylines or the card, and there's a fucking reason for that. Because yeah. as Survivor Series as go, there's so much emphasis on your question for you. Classic or traditional when it comes to Survivor Series matches? Traditional. See, I like classic. I said traditional. Did they used to call I think they've always called it, at least as far as I've been watching, they've called it traditional. For one year, 2004, right now, it's classic. Oh, okay. This Sunday, we have got two classic Survivor Series matches. I like classic. It sounds better. Classic, yeah. Classic sounds like old though. It has like a tinge of... Yes, I think that's that's maybe the reason why they moved it to... Because traditional sounds... Traditional, yeah, like it's the normal. Because yeah, they've stopped numbering like... WrestleManias now. Yeah. Yes, and that hurts for me because for me, if I think WrestleMania, I think Roman numeral. I think that's yeah. how I learned yeah. Roman numerals. Yeah. Was yeah. WrestleMania? Was it? Was it thirty-two when they stopped doing that? Yeah. Yeah. When when it became WrestleMania play button. Right. Yeah. The thirty-one. Thirty-one. I was at thirty. That... Yeah, because WrestleMania thirty was the pawn sign, wasn't it? The triple yes. X. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was Values like on the last. Everything well, as, and on, as we're here, as we're here and we're recording, why not have a little bit of a pre-WrestleMania chat? Yeah. Um, are you are you excited for the weekend? Are you any match you're looking forward to? Anything anything that you, you think could be better? Or I am looking Mike. forward to it for a change. More so this year than last year. Mm-hmm. Last year it was just a nice distraction from start a lockdown. This year, yeah, last year. there's gonna be fans, which will make a difference. Yeah, dude. If nothing else, just the fact that there's going to be fans there makes me look forward to yeah. it. Because it's just like, I mean, it's been a, over a year, and pretty much we didn't get a WrestleMania last year. I mean, we did, no. but we didn't. So It wasn't the same. Say, it was, no. it was, it was nice wasn't the same. Right, yeah, exactly. It was a good Raw, but... Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but absolutely. Yeah, super excited, both for WrestleMania and TakeOver, all that NXT TakeOver and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the matches, a lot of the matches have been built really well trying to think um trying to think if there's anything really bad i can't really think of anything even like lashley drew mcintyre seems like it'll be a bad bunny versus the miz oh man i can't wait for it i can't although see for for us over here bad bunny i only know him because of wwe but from what i understand over in the states he is quite the fucking megastar so i'm gonna tell you that i i also was not aware of that i've heard the name oh so he's a fucking douche so i i knew of bad baby do you know who bad baby is 
Cash me outside, how about that? I thought when I heard that when I saw Bad Bunny, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna bring, ah. they're gonna bring Catch Me Outside to Raw." I guess it's just gonna perform as this fucking Latino doof with a with a French poodle Fifi haircut, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess." It's like I, I guess I can see the appeal. Um, he's not like a guy I'm gonna buy his CD and put it in or anything. No. but like it's fine no. enough for. Uh, I absolutely loved. When on Raw a couple of weeks ago, when he handed the title to our truth, that you could see it was a WWE shop 24-7 title because there is no way they were allowing him to take the legit belt to the Grammys. Because if some no. cunt thinks, actually, do you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how much different can the real version and a replica version be, though, to be fair? Of the twenty. When it comes title. to the twenty four seven title, probably not not much. Yeah, just a little tight green velvet. <laughs> just, just, just the sticker, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Sticker. <laughs> we peel the sticker away. Now ready for TV. God. Yeah. But no, it's I mean Bad Bunny seems like a, a an actual wrestling fan. Did you see his punch to Miz? Yes. That was a good really one. Good. That was yeah. like Jerry Lawler like under like punch. What? Oh yeah. Well the thing is though, I I'm all over, and I've always said it, all over. Um, celebrities or popular culture people mm -hmm. coming into wrestling in and giving it a go, giving it a go. Those that want, like, look at Pat Internet Security, mm. right? When he came into NXT, he was fucking brilliant because he gave it 120%. Where you get other guys like, what do they call fucking Britney Spears' ex-husband? Kevin fucking Federline. Yeah. yeah. He just came in to promote himself and to take a bump. Yeah. He wasn't, like, he, all he was doing, he was out for him. Where you get actual, like, media personalities that are diehard wrestling fans and where they when they get involved only magic can happen because they're living their ultimate fantasy they're living yeah. our ultimate fantasy right put me in the ring with Miz at Wrestlemania we'll make magic happen <laughs> yeah Bad Bunny he definitely seems like he cares about what he's doing so if he cares absolutely. the crowd's gonna care so it'll be like, absolutely. like you said it's, it's, it's there to be the mainstream appeal it's not supposed to be like a yeah. five star catch, it's catch, not gonna be match. worse than Mania 11 <laughs> right well that was all right. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam was quite the fucking spectacle to an 11-year-old me. I bet. I had no fucking idea who Lawrence Taylor was. <laughs> I was like, I remember watching Rumble 95 saying, oh, Bam Bam's just pushed some black fella. And then all of a sudden, this black fella's in main event. That's all it takes. That, that was how you built matches back in 95. All it took was a push from Bam Bam. That's all it took. Yeah. On that note, I think we will leave it here. As always, hard H, the big Triple H minus the triple. <laughs> thank you once again for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, thank you. Once As again always, let people know where they can find you. Yes, uh, yes, thank you for having me once again. Uh, Apronbump.com to check out my podcast. It'll link you to any platform that you list podcasts on. I do reviews of retro shows from all sorts of promotions. Uh, WWE, WWE. Or WCW, ECW, do some progress, uh, ECW, I think I already said ECW, but yeah, all, all different promotions <laughs> all across the world, a, a varied group of reviews, so check it out, and have a lot of guests, have Dave, I've had Dave on a few times, we'll have him on in the future as well, and uh, yeah, apronbump.com, check me out. Absolutely, it's, uh, for those for those that aren't familiar with Big H, He's got a very weird, twisted sense of humor. Right. Hence why he fits in magically with your boys here at the RA. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. But, but speaking of us boys, Michael, let him know, as always, 
where they can find us if they don't on all forms of social media. Yes, please do check us out on Facebook and YouTube. It's our full name, Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's our Era Podcast. And you can find us on all forms of podcasts, listening stuff. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Four years doing this, not once has Michael delivered a great outro. God damn professional, I love it. <laughs> That's how we do it in New York. Also, for those listening, if you want to support us, if you want to buy us a shot, we've got loads of exclusive content available at patreon.com forward slash era podcast. Don't worry though, because also we put loads of free content on there. We're on there as well. On that note though, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. That's been Big H. Until next time, where it will be Survivor Series 2004. We've been the RA era. Look after yourself, people. Peace out. Later. Ruthless aggression. We are dead.